Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. I want you to turn in Exodus chapter 40 today. And this is what I'm going to do. If you'll hang with me the rest of the time, I'm going to give you point number one. Notice I didn't say how long that was going to take. Amen. But I'm going to give you point number one. But, but I told you last week, I said, we began to shift something last week. And we're going to build line upon line, precept upon precept, because God wants to take us from faith to faith. Now watch this. To glory to glory. And so that's what God is doing here in this house. And so we're going we're gonna to get into that. Exodus chapter 40 today. Exodus chapter 40. And uh, we're going to begin reading in verse 30. Don't forget tonight, we come right back here tonight at 6 p.m. for the awakening service and get right back into the glory. We want you to be here. God's moving on power in powerful ways on Sunday night. It ain't some dead, uh, well, you know, just hanging out uh, uh, service. This thing is power packed. And you want to be a part of it. It's tonight at 6 p.m. We'd love to see you here. Exodus 40. And we're going to begin reading in verse 30. And he set the laver between the tabernacle of meeting and the altar and put water there for washing. And Moses, Aaron, and his sons would wash their hands and their feet with water from it. Whenever they went, I want you to grab this, whenever they went into the tabernacle of meeting and when they came near the altar, they washed as the Lord had commanded Moses. And he raised up the court all around the tabernacle and the altar and hung up the screen of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested above it. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would go onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud was not taken up, they would not journey till the day it was taken up. For the, Lord, for the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day and a fire was over it by night in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout their journey. So in other words, real quick, God said, when you raise the tabernacle up, if you, want, if you study it up, we don't have time to go through all that today. But if you'll, when you raise the tabernacle up, he said, I want you to go through and I want you to cleanse it. He said, cleanse it with the blood of the lamb. He said, then after you've cleansed it, he said, I want you to take the holy anointing oil. And he said, I want you to take the holy anointing oil and I want you to anoint the tabernacle. And then once you've anointed the tabernacle and your, your work is finished and you got it done. He said, then my glory is going to come upon the house. In other words, God's taking you from being washed, from being anointed, to in the glory. Y'all stay with me now. We, we, we're going to go somewhere. This is what God is wanting to, to say today. Now I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 3 today. Ephesians chapter 3, and we're going to read a, a, a familiar passage, and then we're going to pray, and you can be seated after that. Ephesians chapter 3. Oh, glory. I feel the Lord dealing with some folk right now. And this ain't even a dealing with message. It's like, it's like you know how somebody, 
something's going on and somebody pulls you to the side, talk to you about something that ain't even got nothing to do with what's going on over there. That's why I feel like the Holy Ghost is doing some people right now. He's like, hey, come here, let's talk for a minute. Um, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, and that you may be filled, now look, look at this, that you may be filled with all the fullness God said, I ain't holding nothing back. I will fill you with my fullness. Come on. With the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. According to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And amen. Father, today, over the next few moments that I have with your children, your people. Lord, nobody can lead these people without your spirit, for they are a great people. Father, today in the name of Jesus, we already know your blessings here. Your presence is here. We've sensed the anointing move powerfully. God, we've sensed waves of your glory. But Lord, I'm asking for your glory to rest on us. Settle here, God. Father, in the name of Jesus, look upon my availability and not my ability today. And I pray, Lord, that the words that proceed from my lips will only be the words that have proceeded from yours. Nothing more, nothing less. I humble myself and submit myself into the hands of your spirit. Oh God, to see your glory come on the church. Now today I pray in the name of Jesus, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I give you praise for what you're doing. Now, Spirit of the Lord, move powerfully. Move powerfully. God, I thank you for your ministering spirits, your angels helping me now in the name of Jesus, I give you praise and glory for everything that is happening in this place. Somebody shout amen and give him one hand. Come on, give him a hand clap today. If you've got to get your Bible and be that, I just need you to give him a hand clap today. Be seated in the presence of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, if you were not here last week, I want you, please, do, do this for me. Uh, Please listen to last, me, last week's message. That also applies to those of you watching because I laid some groundwork that I don't have time enough to lay this week. And this week and last week, I'm building a foundation so that next week we can begin to build upon that. But, but last week I told you that God is wanting to move his church. Put your neighbor and say, neighbor, you gotta hear this now. God is wanting to move his church from seasonal thinking. 
from level thinking to dimensional believing. Now, I'm going to say that again from seasonal thinking. I'm not saying there won't be seasons. Because the Bible says that there's a season for everything. I'm not saying there will not be seasons. I'm not saying there won't be levels. I'm saying God is trying to pull us out of seasonal thinking. He's trying to pull us out of level thinking into dimensional believing. Because there's something different that happens when you access the dimension of glory. Listen, seasonal thinking and living means that what, listen carefully, what God is doing in my life, what God is doing in my family, what God is doing in my business, what God is doing in my ministry has an expiration date on it. And God is saying, you don't understand. I shifted something last year. I shifted something and I have come on my people in such a way that I'm not trying to put an expiration date on what I'm doing in your life, but I am here to stay. And if you can get your faith and reach up and tap in, I'll bless you until my my son comes back. Say with me. Seasons have times when they start and when they finish. Okay? It doesn't matter what you do, summer won't last forever. And if you think you can change it, come talk to me in January. And let's watch you change it. Summer won't last forever and everybody in the south says, I'm telling you right now, it's crunk out there. It is hot. Watch this. I I told you God is wanting to move the church from level thinking to dimensional believing. Why? Level thinking, and, 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 and it means that it requires a certain amount of time to achieve it. That means to get to this level, there's a certain amount of time that you've got to walk through to get there. There's a certain amount of stuff you've got to do just to get there. And, and folks, especially those of you who own your own businesses, you know how to shout amen to this because if you've been in business uh, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years, you know that you're a lot further ahead than where you were when you first started. Somebody say amen to that. So it takes time to get to a different level. See, so, so listen, seasonal thinking. Uh, seasonal thinking means that there are purposes for that time or that that time's going to come regardless of what you do. Remember the illustration I gave you about how travel and medical and, and communication levels, it took time for us to make it from the, from the place of telegraphing to a smartphone. It took time. But I told you last week, time is running out. Time is running out. And we don't have 40 years to do certain things that took 40 40 years to do 20 years ago. I know that's a mouthful, stay with me. We don't have, listen, what, what the church did 30 years ago and took them 30 years to do, we don't have time for that. 
So God is saying, listen, I'm trying to get you out of level thinking and seasonal thinking into dimensional believing. Why does God want to bring the church into dimensional believing? Because dimensions from heaven, dimensions in the glory are not bound by or restricted by time. They have immediately moments in them. Let me lay a little more groundwork. Y'all ain't quite ready for that. Seasons depend on time, purpose, and process. Levels depend on timing, exposure, and people. Dimensions depend on revelation, anointing, and access. This is the difference. I, that was last week. I don't have time to go through that no more. Level thinking and seasonal thinking have time limitations on them. Dimensional believing is not limited to or bound by time. Why? Because dimensions are the dimensions of heaven that we can access on the earth. They're not bound by time. Why? Because time was created from the dimension that we are accessing. The dim Listen, the dimension that we are able to access, the dimension of glory we're able to access on this earth, from heaven. That's where time was created. Time does not dictate what happens up there. What happens up there dictates time. Help me, Jesus. So you, you need to understand that God is saying, I want you to begin to access a dimension of glory that will hit fast forward buttons. Let me lay a little more groundwork to help you. Pastor, you got Bible for that? Sure do. Joshua 10. Then Joshua, on the earth, spoke to the Lord in the day when, when the Lord delivered up the Amorites for the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand still. Sun stand still and moon in the valley of a high line. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the people had revenge on their enemies. It, is this not written in the book of Asher, Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day. And there has not been no day like that before or after when the Lord heeded the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel. Joshua knew how to access this dimension of glory because he would not leave the tabernacle until the glory showed up. The Bible says that Moses would go back and forth from the tabernacle, but the young man Joshua said, I know how to stay in the glory and I know what is accessible. The Bible says out of a mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. Isaiah 38, behold, I will bring the shadow of the sundial, which has gone down with the sun on the sundial of Ahaz, 10 degrees backwards. He said, it ain't a hard thing to bring it 10 degrees forward. He said, but if God is speaking to me, we're going to bring it 10 degrees backwards. In other words, we're about to turn back time for a moment. Uh, but Pastor, what are you trying to tell me in this uh, thing right here? I want you to understand the dimension of glory is not bound by time. This is very important. The dimension of glory releases immediately moments. That's, I said all that to get you right there. That you understand that there is a dimension of glory. 
that will release an immediately moment in your marriage. An immediately moment in your business. I don't know why the Lord has me there, but let's stay there for a minute, Holy Ghost. Just think about if it did not take you 10 years to get where you're at, but, if, but God said, listen, if you'll get and access the dimension of glory that I have available for you, I'll give you contracts that you would have took you 10 years to get, but I'll just show up and put it in your lap. He said, I'll bring all kinds of customers that you thought you had to go through this loop and that loop and that advertisement. And God said, I'll put hooks in their jaws and I'll bring them into your business and say, do business with them right there. What if? What if you could access a dimension of glory that said, God, I don't, we don't have time to sit here and go have lunch with this one and eat supper with that one and go do that with that one. God, is there any way to fast forward this thing? There sure is. If you'll just get my glory in your life, then when that dimension shows up, immediately moments are gonna manifest and immediately they begin to do something with you. Ah. Jesus accessed this dimension of glory as he ministered in the earth. That's why you often read when sick people came to him, the Bible would say they were immediately, immediately. Everybody shout immediately. They were immediately healed. This is where God is wanting to bring the church to in the last days because he's saying, listen, I don't know. I, he, we don't know how much time's gone. Only the father knows how much time is left right here. The son doesn't even know how much time is left. And God's saying, I've got it and I've holding it to me, but I need my church to begin to access immediately moments so that when you stand up, you don't have 20 years to go plowing in a hard neighborhood, but you can stand up with an immediately moment and say, thus says the Lord. Jesus died on a cross. Jesus was raised from the dead and Jesus is coming back. Get down here and get saved. And an immediately moment shows up in your life. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Think about, think about the immediately moments that some of you need for your prodigals. Think about the time you may have it in your mind that you're going to have to pray and do this and fast and do this and sow and do this. And God said, if you'll access the glory, when you show up today, immediately they're going to hit their knees. Immediately they're going to call you and repent. Immediately they're going to begin to get saved and baptized with the Holy Ghost. Immediately moments. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, let's talk about, I told you I'm going to give you point number one, and then we're done. So, so what is, how do we access this dimension of glory and continue to walk in it? This is all I'm giving you today. Number one, we must go from being satisfied with the anointing and become hungry for the glory. Now, this is, I, 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 is going to take me a while to teach through this because y'all know how we value the anointing. But see, in your minds, some of you just went anointing or glory. No, 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 no. Anointing and. I, I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to help you. Anointing and glory. 
not anointing or glory. What the, listen, the, the anointing of the Holy Ghost is absolutely imperative to what we do and to what God has called us to do, to be able to do it to the degree that it needs to be done. You can walk in your call without the anointing. There's folk all over this nation right now that are called by God, but are dry as the Sahara Desert right now. Their churches are dry, their preaching is dry, their singing is dry, their playing a minster instruments is dry, their Sunday school class is dry, their small group is dry, everything about it is dry. They're standing up called, but they don't have any kind of anointing on their life, so you can walk in a call and not have any anointing. But when you have an anointing on your life you can stand up and you can release one little sentence and the whole place goes crazy why there's an anointing that's shifting an atmosphere that is piercing your life and breaking things the enemy's trying to do it's called the anointing the anointing is absolutely imperative to what we do, to be able to do it at the level that God wants us to do it. But everywhere I look in the Bible, hear me, the anointing was the starting place, not the final destination. How do I know this? Moses, come up on Moses, Moses on the, on the top backside of a mountain and he sees a burning bush. He said, I'm going to turn and see what this site is. Why does that bush burn, but it is not consumed? He walks near it. The Lord says, take your sandals off your feet. You're on holy ground, son. I've called you to go get my people, to go free my people. In this moment, Moses right here is anointed by God to go and free the people. So he, he started in the anointing. Stay with me. Samuel, he, Samuel goes to the, the house of God to, and he is given to the house of God as a priest to help uh, Eli and his wicked son. And the Bible says he was anointed as a priest in the house of God. Samuel moves in the priesthood. Samuel moves in the prophetic. And Samuel also ministered to kings. You stay with me. He was anointed. David. When David comes on the scene, you don't hear nothing about really much about David until Samuel goes and finds him in a pasture and pours a bunch of oil on him and says, you shall be the next king of Israel. You are anointed. And it ain't much longer after that that he goes and slays a giant. He started with the anointing. Paul gets knocked off his horse on the road to Damascus. And he says, who is it, Lord? He said, I'm the one you're persecuting. And he goes and the Bible says that Ananias comes and lays his hands on him and anoints him and he gets filled with the Holy Ghost. And now it's time to start. Here comes Jesus. The Bible says that he went down in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the Jordan, there was a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son. Son in whom I am well pleased. And the Holy Ghost came on him in the form of a, or in like a dove in a bodily form. And he was anointed to do ministry. The anointing is not where we're trying to get to. The anointing is where we're starting. God is taking the church to the glory, to get in to where he wants to pour out his glory on the church. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we look at the places where the glory of God would manifest or fall, it was on the places where it was first cleansed by the blood, anointed with the oil, put in order, and the glory would fall. When we see the tabernacles that were raised up, I mentioned earlier, in the Old Testament, cleansed by the blood, anointed with the oil, and the glory would come down. When Solomon built his temple, it was cleansed by the blood, anointed by the oil, and the glory would fall down. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they were cleansed by the blood. They went through the waters of baptism and the Bible says there was a cloud by day and a fire by night. This is the anointing and the glory would come on the temple. The Bible says that when you come and you're born again, you are cleansed by the blood, but you ain't supposed to stop at the blood. You go through the waters of baptism, but you don't stop in the waters of baptism. And you seek for the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but you don't stop there. That's where you're anointed. God said, I did all that to get you into my glory. Why are you stopping at the anointing? Hallelujah. Let me teach on the anointing for a minute. Then, then we're going to just about done. The anointing of the spirit destroys the barrier, the yoke to the dimension of glory. The, the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit destroys the barrier, the, the yoke to the dimension of glory. The Bible says the anointing destroys the yoke of bondage. The dimension of glory is the dimension of heaven. The Bible says that it destroys the yoke of bondage. That's why when you get in the anointing of the spirit, things start getting lighter and you become open and receptive to the work and the ministry of the spirit. The anointing broke the shackles. It broke the weight. It broke the bondage off of you so that you would be free to step into his glory. That's why some of you, I would say even many of you, you, so you considered yourself right with God and then you came here. And we didn't even say nothing. We were high-fiving, hugging your neck. Man, God bless you. It's so good to have you. And middle way through worship, you melted. And all of a sudden, something broke. And you realize I'm not right with God. Didn't nobody have to tell you? Didn't nobody have to hold you down? Didn't nobody have to name off what you're doing in your life? The anointing of the Holy Ghost broke the yoke of bondage off of your life. And you realize there's freedom in the house for me. And all of a sudden you came down. Lord, I need to get right. That was the anointing. That was the anointing. Now, put up my illustrations on the screens, please. This is what you call a yoke. That's what it is. They got it from the Bible days, and it's what they put around the oxen's head. Why did they put it around the oxen's head? 
because they took that without that yoke they could not make the oxen go where they wanted to go they could not control the speed of the oxen and they could not control the destination of the oxen so therefore when they had that on the oxen they could say I want to go right and the oxen had to go right I want to stop the oxen had to stop I want to go left the oxen had to go left you see this is what happens when you are under a yoke of bondage that's what they're getting the word from right there and many of us what happens is we come into an atmosphere and it has the anointing like it is right now and what's going on is that the Holy Ghost is walking around and he is breaking those yokes off of your necks right now that's why some of you when you walk in you immediately begin to weep you immediately begin to feel lighter. You immediately begin to feel like, man, I'm ready to run for God. I'm ready to do ministry again. I'm ready to get married. I'm ready to love people again. I'm ready to be who God's called me to be again. You want to know why? It's called the anointing of the Holy Ghost that has broke the yokes off of your necks right now. What? Now I'm going to the glory. Y'all stay with me. Why is this happening? Because you've got to understand as long as that yoke's on you, many of, some of you, when you came in, you were called into the ministry, but you had quit. Some of you were ready to quit. Some of you were ready to stop going after God. Some of you were ready to go back to the world. Some of you were depressed and defeated. Why? Because every time you got ready to go after God, the enemy had the reins of the yoke. And he would pull back on you and say, don't you get to going too fast on me. And every time you got ready to go in a minute, go in the call, the enemy would yank back on the reins. And every time you got ready to not be depressed anymore, the enemy would yank back on the reins. And every time you wanted to go into the glory, the enemy would yank back on the reins. Why? He does not want you in a place that transform you from the inside out. And so the anointing comes and destroys that yoke. Why? Because God don't want the enemy holding the reins anymore. God wants the Holy Ghost holding the reins now. And so now when you look at it, God says now you're free and now you can get into the glory. So the Holy Ghost begins to shift you to the glory. The yokes were broken. That's why the anointing is important. The yokes were broken so that you can you can get into that anointing, but watch this. But the Holy Ghost has the reins now. And he's saying, church, why work to the anointing? Why not start at the anointing? Why not access a dimension of glory? Where all of a sudden you realize anything's possible. All of a sudden, I, see, when you get into these moments of glory, I tell them the immediately moments. That's where, that's where God says, listen, we're not waiting on time. 
Oh, you need a new kidney? Okay. We don't have two years to wait for somebody to come. You won't? You need a new kidney? Okay, get your new kidney. Immediately moments. This is the difference from the anointing to the glory. Hallelujah. This is where God's wanting to lead the church right now. Can y'all give Jesus a hand clap right now? He's saying, he's saying, wait, wait a minute. You, you mean you want your husband to be saved? No, okay. We don't have rehab time. But if you'll access the glory, then all of a sudden, the glory will begin to come on him. And everything can change. We don't, we don't have this kind of time. Do, do, do you, do church, are y'all getting what I'm saying? When we come together, why not start at the anointing? Why not come in talking about, I'm anointed already. <laughs> I'm already anointed. I'm already anointed to praise him. I'm already anointed to worship him. I'm already anointed to give him some glory. If I can just get two or, not, two or three other anointed people that will agree with me and we start giving him some praise, we're going to access a dimension of glory and all of a sudden people are going to be healed and miracles are going to begin to break out and all of a sudden people are going to begin to have all kinds of supernatural things happening and people are going to get downloads from heaven and all of a sudden they're going to be calling saying I don't know what's going on but the whole jail is repenting the whole school is repenting the whole county is repenting we need some Holy Ghost pastors whoever stirred this up you need to get down here and take care of it because the power of God is falling you want to know why because a church dared to not stop at the anointing but said thank you for the anointing but I'm going to the glory I'm going to the inner court I'm getting to the holy of holies. I ain't stopping until there is a cloud by day and a fire by night. Give him praise in this battle. Hallelujah. Until there's a cloud by day, Mike. Until there's a fire by night. Gonna keep on. This is where the Lord's wanting to bring us to. This is where God is calling us to. Now, when you begin to touch this dimension, you ain't cool with nothing else. When you begin to touch this dimension, when you begin to access this dimension, I said it last week and then I'm done. But I'm going to repeat it again. Jesus would not, Jesus was not and would not accept lack. Why? Because the dimension he came from 
it did not exist. And he said, it, you might be lacking down here. But there's a place that I came from. Where it does, lack ain't even in our vocabulary. Well, Jesus, what do you want to do? Well, what do you have? <laughs> they said, well, we got this boy's lunch. It's five loaves and two fish. He said, that's all I need. He said, because I'm going to take what you have. Get ready. This is somebody's word right here. You, this is your word. He said, I'm going to take what you have. And when you put it in my hands, I'm going to bring the dimension of glory on it. And where it would only feed you, now it's going to feed 5,000. I'm going to bring an immediately moment and multiply everything. And it's going to be more than what you ever thought it could be. And when we're done, go around and pick up the scraps. Come on, Trey, where you at? I'm just kidding with you, Trey. Jesus, this boy, my, my, this man comes and he says, Jesus, my son, he's so demon-possessed. He's got epilepsy. He's got all this junk going on, man. He said, and then every time, every time we try to get go towards getting him better the spirit will seize him and throw him in fires and throw him in waters trying to kill him and we got to try to get him out of there and we don't know what to do your disciples could not cast him out Jesus said bring him here how did he know it was going to be made well because where he was from, that does not exist. This is what God is saying. If you'll get my mind and you'll get my heart and you will allow me to bring you into my glory, you'll realize sickness does not exist there. Lack does not exist there. Hate does not exist there. Religion does not exist there. Uh, bondage does not exist there. Disease does not exist there. Depression does not exist there. PTSD does not exist there. Uh, all kinds of uh, division does not exist there. And when you get in my glory, you'll realize that everything that I said that you could have is there in my glory. And when you exist or when you access that dimension, now now everything I promised you is at your very hand and is ready to work in your life. Hallelujah. The dimension of glory. This is all I got time for today, church. I'm going to keep building though. I'm going to keep building because some of you are some of you are having to go home and digest this for a while. But that's okay. I, this is what I want your homework to be this week. Y'all ready? Push your name and say, wake up. We're about to get out of here. I don't want you to be sitting there still asleep when everybody walks by. I done left sleeping folk in prayer meetings before. I'm just going to tell you. I told everybody, I said, come on, let's hurry. Shh, let's get out of here. And they woke up by themselves. 
I, I did it. <laughs> Don't go to sleep on me. I'm, we'll handle that. Tell the whole church, just be quiet. Shh, get out of here. You think the rapture that happened? <laughs> My God, I missed it. Oh, church is gone. I knew I should have done that. <laughs> Here we are. Everything you need is in his glory. Everything you want is in his glory. But it just takes saying, Lord, thank you for the, we have, listen, we have to have the anointing. We have to. That's what's breaking stuff off of you. But have you ever thought, why did God break it off of me? Where's he wanting me to go? And the, and the Lord's saying, come in here. Let the glory rest on my church for the last days. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.